0: You could be going through so many different kinds of grief. There's so much loss just in the pandemic itself, right? But there's fertility, marriage, mental health, motherhood, career, business. There's so many things where we can suffer grief from loss or change. And so often I see women doing this alone. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Okay, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. This is a big episode. There's a lot of hesitation in my voice, and that is for very good reason, because I am sitting here feeling like this is exactly the right time to talk to you guys about this and also... Just, yeah, so much uncertainty on whether I'm actually ready to share this news. So I'm going to try and make it through this episode without tears so we have great audio quality, but no promises, guys, because I am going to record this one once. And what I'm here today is just to to rip off a Band-Aid on some news that I want to share with you guys, my listeners. I want to talk about where I'm at right now and what I'm learning through this Really difficult personal season that I'm in. I know you beautiful humans are going to ask me. And so I just, I love you for caring so much. And I'm going to talk about where I'm at. And I'm also going to talk a little bit in this episode about how women struggle with painful things in private and why we need to start carefully expanding our support systems to help in the healing process. So I'm going to talk about that. So if, You know, this might not all resonate with everybody, but I think we can all think of times where, or you might be in times now where it's just like how you are struggling. You're not talking about it with anybody. So, all right. The day that this episode goes live actually marks 11 years and one day since I got married. My wedding was on 10, 10, 10, October 10, 2010, and this will be the first year that I won't be celebrating my anniversary or at least in the same way as I have in the past. I'm definitely going to honor this day, but this month, October 2021, marks 11 months of separation from my husband and I am now in the middle of a divorce and have been personally struggling a lot this year and last year with grief and loss and a whole lot of heartbreak and it's been really complex and it's confusing at times. And I think what I'm finally seeing clarity on is that all of it has put me into this state of freeze. So when we think about how our our body responds in uncertain or scary situations, it's like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And I am for sure in freeze. And so this discomfort of the grief and the loss and the heartbreak that I'm processing combined with maybe a frustration or an impatience with myself being in this free state for longer than I've, you know, longer than I want to admit to myself. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I know that what you guys see is you see a busy mom who has been up to lots of fun stuff with her kids over the summer and, you know, working on my podcast and releasing a new book and posting things online. And that's all very real. But behind the scenes, I'm doing a ton of work in order to show up that way because I really do feel at times like I'm dragging myself through life right now. And lots of days, I don't get up to a lot. (laughs) Lots of days are not, you know, quote unquote productive. A lot of days are nurturing myself and caring for myself so that I can show up for others, specifically for my kids. But in this freeze state, It's been so difficult. Like when I talk about where I'm at with everything, it's been really difficult to tackle things like some of my biggest health goals, and they were at the top of my priority list. It's been difficult to show up professionally to have follow through or keep my word be on time, stay committed or stay organized with files or emails. That has all been extremely challenging. It's not like I have been lazy because I'm definitely doing the work, but it is a real challenge to stay on top of things when you're in this state. And I think once I had clarity on exactly where I'm at and why it's happening through through therapy and personal development, I can see really clearly now why these things are happening based on the state that I'm in. And then all of a sudden it became clear that I actually might have been in this freeze state for many years, which is really hard to wrap my head around. So over the last 3 months, a lot of things even further unraveled for me emotionally cuz grief does that to us, right? Where it just it just kind of pushes us down like a wave and sometimes we don't see it coming. But, you know, as happens naturally in a divorce, people move on and I guess there were difficult milestones, let's call them, in the divorcing process that just really shook me. They really shook me. And I'm really fortunate because of the time flexibility that I do have that I can, you know, focus on myself. I understand that that's something to be so grateful for. And I have been able to create a lifestyle where focusing on my own mental health and therefore being, you know, the full-time parent that I want to be and the kind of intentional mom that I want to be is possible, right, because of the lifestyle that I have. So, so much to be grateful for in the way that we have structured our life, in the way that I left the city and I eliminated some of the stressors that used to exist. So that has been amazing. That part is just to allow that sort of freedom and flexibility has been amazing. And I don't want it to be any other way. I know that this is a storm that we need to get through And even when I know that it's the right storm to be getting through, it's still very exhausting and very hard. And what I see is this constant need to like downplay how hard it is or downplay how exhausted I am. And I think that's the part that everyone can resonate with. I know not everyone listening is going through a divorce. I know, though, that there are lots of other reasons why we feel grief while we get why we get put into a freeze state or fight or flight or fawn. And I also know that there's so many reasons why women decide to struggle through it without letting people in to see the pain. I have been very intentional to keep the processing of this pain to myself to close friends and my therapist. And I feel really good about that decision. Some times I see people online open up about their divorce. And I am very quick to like judge myself and compare myself, where are they at in their process? How come I'm not that far along? How come I haven't moved forward, but every single situation is different. And I just know, yeah, I just, I just had to lean into the, to the people that were closest to me, and just decide what was right to share and what was just between us. And I guess I say that because I do share a lot with you guys. And this is like a big thing that I've been struggling with for a long period of time. And I haven't been (laughs) upfront about it, but it just wasn't the right time for me. I think at first, all of my thoughts really centered around like the number one priority is my kids. And then I really quickly realized that We have a beautiful, open and strong relationship, me and the kids. And when they need me, they tell me or they show me. And that part has actually felt and believe me, they have needed me (laughs) through this. They have absolutely needed me. And it's been a lot at times. But there's, you know, a lot of safety and love. And the three of us are really navigating well as a team through it. And yes, absolutely they are important, but what I'm guess what I'm saying is it took me a while to see it and now I I see it with so much clarity that when I pour into me first, it ensures that they have exactly what they need from me too. It's like pouring into me makes more of me. <laughs> That's just the only way I can think about describing it. Pouring into me, however, is very uncomfortable ignoring me and pouring into others is far more natural for me so then talk about the lights flashing about where the work is needed right it was just so obvious and that's the work i've been doing you know i resisted it i i fought it for a while and then i surrendered into it and and i realized that i have all the tools i know i need good routines to care for myself i know i need a support support system to care for myself I have all the tools and the knowledge to care for myself. I just need to remember that that needs to happen. It needs to be consistent and it needs to come first. So I am there now. I have turned the corner. (laughs) I've stopped resisting that. And like the really cliche but perfect example is like to think of a butterfly in its cocoon. Me, very intentionally, private, regrouping on my own. I'm inside the cocoon, right? I'm hanging on to my little branch, Trying to find my footing again. I'm, you know, one of the things that I have really had to be aware of is not looking at this as a failure. I can go there pretty quickly if I let myself, but really making sure I look at this through a healthy lens. And then something would come up <laughs> like a windstorm for me in my cocoon. And I would wrap myself tighter and I would just hang on and I would begin to eliminate people that were close to me again, I would, you know, in some ways isolate myself, I guess, because I wasn't ready or prepared to come out of my cocoon. And the windstorm was creating uncertainty, right? So I would just, I would just hunker down. And in that place, sometimes I became very impatient with myself, and with my grief. And, and then when I became impatient with myself, I would find myself in that state of freeze, even more so with more difficulty juggling what I could juggle before less, you know, quote unquote productive. And that made me frustrated. And yeah, I think when I finally surrendered maybe and sunk into the fact that I can't be as productive right now, maybe that's when I started to loosen my grip a little bit and start to think about spreading my wings maybe. But I gave myself, you know, when I was in that cocoon, I gave myself the right to unplug. I love that the right to unplug and I left emails and that felt uncomfortable, but I did it. I just I didn't have the capacity for them. I didn't stress about the sand on my floors all summer. I just explored new places with my kids and I found joy in reading stories and watching them play in the lake and I slept more and I baked more and there was something so nourishing about our summer. It was so healing for me. And I guess that's now why I feel like, wow, I'm looking at the the dates. I'm looking at all these like ones, October 11, 11 years and one day. There's so many ones. And I just felt like, wow, I feel like maybe I'm ready to share this with you. It's hard for me to share this because it's still so raw and so surreal for me. And these milestones or these things that create like a windstorm for me in this time, they just keep flooding me with new grief and new loss and new new emotions. I never wanted this for my family and you know, no one goes into a marriage wanting this for their relationship. But when I made the decision, when it was finally made, I I immediately knew, a part of me knew that we were going to be better for it. And even when you know that it's for the best or you know you made the right decision for your kids, for your family, for yourself, It could be a little bit comforting to know that. However, it doesn't make it any less messy or less hard. So I've constantly asked myself today, why do I feel comfortable sharing? And and that's what I feel comfortable sharing. I feel comfortable sharing the news that I'm in the middle of a divorce. I feel comfortable sharing with you guys where I'm at emotionally. And, you know, just know that I have full confidence that my family is not broken. I really see this a lot in our society, online, in platforms supporting women going through divorce. This constant reference to breaking apart a family or the family being broken. And in my situation, and I understand that every single situation is different, but my experience, our experience, actually, I have confidence to say our experience is that our family is not broken. We are all going to be healthier for this change. And I'm so fortunate, I'm so fortunate that the kids tell me this often, they love our new life and they do not feel like our family is broken. And if you are at a crossroads in your relationship, just remember that it doesn't mean you're breaking your family apart because it just may mean that you're helping everyone feel more free and therefore more happy. I think there's just so many of these This negative language, I guess, that I just want to like bust apart around this topic. And divorce is really hard. It's harder than I expected in some ways. There's uncertainty and heartbreak and loss and canceled dreams and feelings of failure and isolation. It's a long list of hard. And there's like so much administrative work and like legal stuff and all of it is hard stuff. But if you can really focus on not seeing it as a failure using positive language where possible you know you're not going to be able to like seamlessly get through the pain of of letting this chapter close but maybe just some more positive language around it could could help and i think you know the other part that i haven't even touched on is the pain of realizing that i lost my way for a while the pain of realizing that i didn't recognize myself in my case I had lost a lot of trust in myself and that rippled its way through my friendships, relationships with extended family, confidence as a parent, as a woman, even into my business. And there's a lot of hard pills to swallow in that when you realize that no area of my life, I guess I recognize myself. That's the easiest way to put it and the hardest thing for me to say out loud. As painful as this all is, it feels like I've made a right turn and all of a sudden I'm like off-roading in life. <laughs> and it's also cracking me open. And I think I read that from other people, you know, losing yourself helps you find yourself or, you know, yeah, there's all different ways that people, people say that, but I do see now how this really unexpected painful thing is just cracking me open to learn about new parts of myself and remind myself how strong and resilient I am you know, I see it in like my ability to reimagine my life or my future to slowly start trusting myself again. And then I also see these other parts of myself that are, are a little bit scarier, to be honest, to, to admit and own. But the biggest one being how much I tied my worthiness to love from others. Whew. That's really a difficult one. But at least now I see it, right? At least I've been cracked open and I've learned that new that new piece about myself. Keeping the most private parts of our life to ourselves is so helpful at times. I actually see it as a strength, someone's ability to do that. And there are times when we can let the right people in to see we're struggling and it becomes very empowering, very freeing and, and very healing. And so the last part of this podcast. I just want to talk to those of you who might be suffering in silence. I want this to be your like nudge. I want it to be your nudge. You could be going through so many different kinds of grief. There's so much loss just in the pandemic itself, right? But there's fertility, marriage, mental health, motherhood, career, business. There's so many things where we can suffer grief from loss or change. And so often I see women doing this alone and we maybe downplay our situation or we think our hard isn't that bad or somebody else has it harder or our grief in this situation isn't valid. And I just want to remind you that's the wrong way to look at it. (laughs) It's absolutely valid. And yes, there's all kinds of different hard But just because somebody else might have it, quote unquote, harder doesn't mean that you're hard, that it's not valid. In my case, I didn't see a lot of people talking about their relationship or the divorce that shared like my specific story. And so obviously every situation is unique, but I didn't see my own story in anybody else's. And then that made me feel a little bit alone. But as soon as I started to open up, I did find places where I could feel less alone, where my feelings were validated, where actually, no, there is other people that are struggling with this exact same situation. And it was just so freeing. It was like somebody took off my invisible backpack and or took something out of my invisible backpack and just made my load just a tiny bit lighter. So maybe instead of staying quiet to protect ourselves, we need to get louder in order to help ourselves and to help others, right? Because the minute that we open up, we also then help somebody else who feels alone. And maybe that's how we need to look at it. Whether we're struggling in our career or struggling to juggle motherhood or in a toxic relationship or struggling with our health, any of those things, the minute that we open up that we start to share, we can find community and connection and and we can feel seen in that pain that we're experiencing. So I hope this nudges somebody to open up, whether it's just to a close friend or a family member or even just going to therapy so that you feel less alone and more seen. And thank you in advance. I really truly appreciate the support and the love and I'm doing okay And I know I am doing the work (laughs) that's required of me in this season. And my kids are really thriving and my family is not broken. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirstie. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.